This week on An Hour of Flower, I'm joined by Sam Whaley and we're going to sum up the Olympic laser standard and laser radial racing in mainly. We will sort of dive into a few other classes that will come up, but main focus being on the two laser classes. Our two Olympic representations for Great Britain is Elliot Hansen in the laser standard and Ali Young in the laser radial. And it seems like it's quite difficult conditions at the sort of halfway stage, race six of a possible 11 races. What sort of your takeaway thoughts, Sam? Well, well, it looks pretty tough all round, doesn't it? Yeah. I got got a really big echo there. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Nothing to this end. But the... In general, it's going to be a high-scoring regatta, I think, because if you look at the consistency of the top sailors in the world, there's not much consistency so far. And especially in the laser standard fleet, I think Pavlos has had the most consistency, and that's why he's leading overall. But even he's had a result of, I think, a 20th is his worst result. Yeah, that, that might come and bite him later on in the week, for sure. Uh, hopefully not, but... Um... He's definitely carrying better scores than the, the people around him. Uh, and so far seems to have sort of pulled it back slightly and uh, extended his lead. Now, it's going to be interesting with the next few days. We've got four more races, obviously, to go. Uh, and then a medal race. Yes, and hopefully both Brits can be there. Let's, let's start off with the standards whilst we're on the subject. So, Pavlos Contides from Cyprus leads overall. And Matt Wern is in second. Now, Matt Wern and Sam Meach, Sam Meach being from New Zealand, Matt Wern from Australia, both started off quite slowly on the first day and even onto the second day. But they turned, well, Matt Wern's turned on with his last four results, three being seconds and one being a fourth. What, do you think there's any correlation to the fact that they've not raced against these guys for the best part of 18 months? To their slow start. Yeah, I think for sure there's going to be uh, some rustiness, especially from their part. I mean, uh, you turn up and having not raced against anyone else for 18 months, you don't know if you've got better, if they've got better. It's quite hard to sort of put any sort of form down on paper, really. So for sure they would have had a bit less experience than us in Europe. We've been lucky enough to get quite a lot of racing in um, over the past year. But I'm sure once they did this sort of warm up, there have been sort of back to the usual business. Like, uh, and if we look, if we look at previous gold medalists in the past uh, from the Olympics, some of them haven't actually had a very strong start. So the sort of 17 one got in race one. I was kind of thinking, well, anything can happen. The thing is, after day one, we were looking at Wern and going, oh wow, he's quite far down. But as we can see now, he's back at the top of the leaderboard, and there are some big scores being scored by everyone in the fleet. Um, and it's so up and down, topsy-turvy. Pav could knock in two bad results tomorrow and suddenly be get down an eight, um, and Elliot could be winning if he goes out and has a good day. Uh, sorry, not tomorrow, day after. Rest day tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, so next day's racing is at 4am on the 29th, so that's Thursday. We're recording this on the Tuesday. And having raced against Matt Wern, both of us, when Matt Wern turns it on, he doesn't turn it off. So, I think, you know, barring anything really going wrong, he's going to be strong contender with Pavlos for that gold medal. 
Yeah, but then we've, we've never seen how he performs at an Olympic Games. Obviously, no. this is his first Olympic Games, so his Olympic Games debut. And the pressure is up a notch compared to every other competition uh, we've, we've ever seen him in. So for that, I'm kind of thinking, well, anything can happen over the next few days. Now, I'm not entirely sure about the, this precise forecast for the next few days um, in Japan, but I believe it is going to be windy. And... <laughs> He likes the windy weather, it's fair to say, one. Um, and so do all the guys in the top 10. But in the windy weather, we generally see less erratic results. So you might not see another 20th from Pav if, if it's absolutely um, nuclear winds, for example. Unless he capsizes, of course, and that would, that would throw the whole thing open, open again. And we, and we have seen quite a few capsizes and mistakes. Let's get on to that in a second. Just staying with Matt Wern, the last two gold medalists have both been off from Australia but both different representations. So you had Tom Burton in 2016 and then Tom Slingsby in 2012. So there's added pressure for Matt Wern to deliver, I think, with having beaten out Tom Burton in the selection process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was a really close selection all round, wasn't it? And uh, poor Tom, obviously, reigning Olympic uh, gold medalist, and he was world champion at the time, but... Um, Matt beat him in the selection process, uh, fell in squarely and, and got the got the place. But that must feel a bit weird for Tom. Yeah, and rounding out the podium at the moment is Robert Scheidt. Now, he's not had a race win, but he's been there basically in every race poking his nose about. And at the age of 48, do you think he's still got another... Do you think he'll come back when he's 51? Or do you think this might be his last games? Yeah, to be honest, he's always said, oh, I'm never going to do another one. And then he always comes back. Uh, I think this guy loves laser sailing. He just, or Ilka sailing, should I say. Uh, he just, he's just got massive passion for the sport. So it's pretty cool to see him at 48 years old, <laughs> currently in a bronze medal position. Will he come back again? I have no idea. But um, I'm sure he'll still be sailing as uh, Ilka wherever he is and whatever he's doing. I mean, he's got a young son who's doing well in The Optimist, but I would, I would like him to do another campaign because I think it would be yeah. great if he's still knocking about in the top 10 after the age of 50. It'll really prove that anybody can you know, do anything if they put their mind to it. Moving, yeah, moving... I keep telling my dad he still has time to win an Olympic medal. <laughs> um... Mo- moving down the order a little bit is Elliot Hansen. So he's an eighth at the moment. He's had yeah. an up and down event it's fair to say but I think that's sort of just symptomatic of the whole regatta I think if Elliot just finds some form though he's in with a shout of a medal like you said if Pavlos has a bad day if Matt Wern has a bad day you know Elliot can be right back in there so I think you know and he'll keep his head you know level and keep his head high and I'm sure he'll sort of bounce back yeah exactly he's, he's really not far at all from uh from being on that podium at all. Like, he is only, well, he's 20 points from second place. <laughs> so, you think that's, that's just one bad race. And actually, his score, the scoreline isn't too bad. Taking out his discard that he got to the day of the 28, that's a 5, 12, 17, 10, 3. The first five races, that's a pretty solid series so far. And uh, all it takes now is one good day, turning on ever slightly, and I reckon El could really be in with a really good shot here. Yeah, I do think so. I, I, I was looking at the results earlier on today, and it's so stacked, the, the fleet. I mean, Elliot 
second worst result is a 17th. The person in 17th at the moment is Benjamin Vadnight. And the person in 18th is an under-21 world champion from a few years ago. It was Joel Rodriguez. So this fleet's incredibly tight. And all those guys can turn it on in the breeze. So it's not over yet. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we're going to see some big movers over the next uh, few days in this, this fleet. Um, and we're going to see some, some big scores from certain individuals. I don't know who yet, but uh, it's going to be great to watch. And hopefully we might see um, some more televised racing. It was really good the other day. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I know the broadcasters do like to fixate on the 49er class, which I got up at 4am this morning hoping to watch some laser racing. And it's a 49er FX, but... They delivered. They got two bullets straight off the bat. So well done to Saskia Tidy and Charlotte Dobson for doing that. And um, the the last thing on the laser standard that I've got to pick out is that Philip Bull came in. He's currently thirteenth, and he's the current world champion. Yeah, yeah, that was a not 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 a great day for him. I think by his standards. Um, it's it looks like a really hard venue like we saw today if you watch the racing you'd have seen it was sort of a, an offshore breeze and in the 49er fx racing at times it was carnage with both left right and center and capsizing and then uh for the 49er racing it looked incredibly light at times and same with the fin so it's obviously all over the place and uh he's obviously hasn't managed to string together a consistent series so far anyway yeah i think it's just a really difficult series i think as well so looking at the racing in general, you're looking at some of the top guys at the top of their sport making a lot of mistakes. Like we saw uh, a raft at the the top mark on, I think it was day two, was it? With all the laser stands all rafted up there. Jasper uh, dropped his main sheet when he was in the lead. He still managed to win that race and he capsized in the race before. You had Stefano from Peru. He missed his toe strap when tacking. I was watching the 49ers today. And Molly Meach missed her hiking um, harness as she went across the boat and fell out. So there's a lot of sort of amateurish mistakes. Do you put that down to the, the, sort of the pressure of the games or do you just think it's... What else could it be? Yeah, I definitely think it's the pressure of the games. Like uh, it's it's obviously it's, a, it's what we sort of trained for, what we live for for so many years. If it, it, I like what Ali Young said. It's not just a four-year campaign. This is from the first time you ever stepped in a boat. Your life has been leading up to that moment. So it's a pretty big thing when you think about it. And I think the the way you solve it is try not to think about it because when you start thinking of it like that, you start having uh, mistakes creep into your sailing and. Actually, I would agree with you there. Looking at the um, live stream from, from all the classes, actually, I'm seeing uncharacteristic mistakes from a lot of individuals, uh, from other teams as well. And um, so it is quite surprising watching them sail and seeing uh, seeing them do these mistakes when they really, really don't normally. Um, and yes, the Japanese conditions are tricky. Where they are, they've got massive sea wall with a swell bouncing back left, right and centre. They've got fluky wins as we've seen and all this stuff so it is really hard um but i'm still surprised by the amount of mistakes makes for good tv viewing though doesn't it yeah no it does and i think it it also means that it's good for you know some of us who have missed a toe strap on occasions or you know capsized at vital points actually you know even the top guys do it 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So moving on to radials then, we've got what many people thought the sort of pre-event favourite, Amory Rindom, is in the lead and she's got a healthy margin, 12 points. I mean, again, she's a, she's like Matt Worm, where when she turns it on, it's hard, you know, hard to turn her off. Yeah, I mean, look at her scoreline, it's pretty uh, pretty safe, I think. Um, out of every class, actually, I think uh, she's pro- probably in the strongest position going into these, these final few races. Um, not really any real discard at the moment, is it? 13th is pretty good. No, so her results as far is a 6, 5, 3, 13, 4 and 4, which, I mean, you can't get much more consistent and in a very competitive, well, the biggest fleet as well in the laser radials to get. Worst result yeah. of 13th is, you know, really impressive, I think. So, I think, again, barring a major sort of, you know, something happening to her, she should win gold. But, you know, nothing's over in sailing and she could go out tomorrow, which hopefully yeah, she doesn't, and break her mast and not being able to race in both races. So, hopefully not. But you never know sailing and that's the joy of the sport. Yeah, for sure. And, and well, we were kind of saying the similar thing uh, last year at the Europeans, if you remember, Ben. It was, uh, she was miles ahead at the, on the Europeans. Everyone thought, oh, she's going to win this event by miles. And then uh, we saw, I'm not sure what happened on the final day. I think she was slightly ill. And uh, Mary Baumeister came through on the final race to, to win the event. So ding, ding. I would I would still be cautious about, about that. But um, it is looking good for her so far. Didn't Amory Rindon test positive just after for coronavirus, just after the Euros as well? Yeah, that, she yeah. did. She did, unfortunately, and I think she wasn't very well with it. So I, I have no idea if that was anything to do with it or if um, that was something that she caught on travelling home. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't sound particularly nice, and and she did. She was a bit ill after that. But it is really close behind her, so. You've got Josephine uh, Olsen from Sweden is currently occupying the silver medal and she's on 34 points. And it's six points down to six with uh, Emma Placera, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm not great with pronunciations from Belgium. I think it's Placard, but I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> anyway, people know who we're on about in sixth. So six points representing four sailors. And you've got Marit Bymeister, uh, Lean Host, who was leading yesterday and Tula who's coached by John Emmett so it's quite stacked at that point so out of all those who would you put your money on? Oh blimey well it's really hard to know at this stage I mean obviously looking at on paper Baumeister obviously as as a previous gold medal and a silver medal um, from the last two Olympics so she's experienced to back it up so um her being so close to second, uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. But I would think she's a pretty safe bet at the moment. Um, she's obviously also, if you look at it, she is only like, what, 13 points behind Anne-Marie on, in gold. So it's not unheard of to, uh, for her to come back from here. So I think it'll be really interesting to watch. Um, otherwise, we've got Emma Plashart, uh, the Belgium. Um, she won the Worlds in 2018. Pretty much everyone in that sort of 
everyone at the top of that fleet is capable of winning. And I think we're going to see some big changes across the board um, for everyone here. Yeah, and so Ali Young is just outside the top 10 in 12. So at the moment, just outside the medal race. And she's had sort of similar, sort of, so far, um, scorecard to Elliot in the respect that it's quite up and down. And like I said, at the top, it's it's such variable conditions. I think it's just difficult to to control. And what's interesting is Marie Erdy, who was training with Ali Young in... Uh, June, just before the Games, is got very similar scorecard to Ali and is in very similar position. So, you know, you can't even separate them on the water there. But, you know, again, Ali's got it in her. She's a former world champion, to pull it back. And, you know, she's still in contention for a medal. She's, you know, with the, the high-scoring nature of the event so far. Exactly. Any, anything can happen, as we, we've bleated on about, and it's cool at the moment. But and our score, scoreline is pretty consistent as well. So, if, if obviously, ideally, avoiding the sort of any more twentieths uh, and stuff, and a consistent series from here on in, and she could definitely be up there. Because um, again, it's not not too far actually to uh, to to a medal position. One 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 good day, and you're you're there. Yeah, I think it's just a question of sort of resetting. You've got a day off tomorrow for for both fleets. Resetting tomorrow, you know, maybe watch some of the other sports that's going on on TV and let your mind react, relax from sailing, and then come back on Thursday and with a you know clean mind. Yeah, I know. I think I think hopefully they'll do all the sailors really well. Um, I was trying to work out if it was beneficial for us Brits to have a, a break or not. Um, and actually, I, I think it, it's got to be surely because you get to watch the other sports, you get to sort of soak in the team atmosphere and stuff, and just uh, take the pressure off slightly, which um, I think will be really beneficial. And I would love Ali and uh, Elliot to get a medal. It would be it will be an awesome feeling to to be part of their their journey and in the same team as them would be pretty cool. So good luck, guys. Yeah, and, and speaking of sort of the whole British sailing team at the moment, there's in the other classes, they're right in there with the medals. You've got, which is always good to see, you've got Emma Wilson currently in second. You've got Saskia Tidy and Charlotte Dobson currently occupying the gold medal position, which is, you know, only day one, but is fantastic to see. And Stuart uh, Bissell and Dylan Fletcher, and they've only had one race, but they got a second only. And that, did you watch that race, Sam? Yeah, it was pretty pretty exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. That finish was pretty close. I mean, I think personally, so far this week, it's a great sort of, you know, promotion for the, the sport of sailing. We've had some brilliant races. There's a few cracking laser races where there's one where Philip Ball was leading by miles, but then they pegged him back and he finished second. And in this 49er race today, mm. right to the yeah. line, it was a quarter of a boat length separating the Irish team who won and the Brits in second yeah and I, th- I think what's really strong to see from the British side of things in this Olympics is how well everyone is dealing with coming back through the fleet so we're not necessarily punched off the start or we're not necessarily leading round the f- first window marks but what we are doing quite well as a team I'd say is just staying level making the right decision here and there 
and that's just pulling us through the fleet um, and we're getting some good results um, with that so it's really good to see and hopefully we can continue that into the next few days and, uh, and come home with many 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 gold medals <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy sort of seeing you know even friends that I've I've known in Torquay been talking about oh yeah I saw this guy on you know Elliot Hansen do you know him and it's like yeah yeah, yeah I, I know him it's it's weird to people that are in general not sailors to actually be talking about sailing and I think that's that is great in in terms of yeah, there's a, there is quite a lot of media coverage this year. It, actually, the TV coverage hasn't been, uh, it's been pretty good, I'd say, so far. So, um, yeah, and as long it, when, once you can find the stream, it's actually pretty easy to watch. Yeah, and it is great to, you know, see on TV, sort of say, this, you know, myself and yourself would race against. Oh, I've, I've beat him at that event before or... You know, and have memories with those guys. And so the Olympic process in sailing is very different. So I was talking to a couple of friends and they were saying, well, how come I was telling that, you know, the three Brits at the top, you've got Elliot, Mickey Beckett and Lorenzo all podiumed at the Europeans. And they asked, well, how come all three of them aren't there? Now, we all know as sailors, only one person gets to go. And they were saying, well, you get tactics in other sports... So I was trying to explain to him well they tried to stop that for the match racing sort of situations do you think there would be much match racing going on so if say they took it off say the top 35 in the world and then you had Mickey you know Tompo would still be about and Lorenzo and even Jack Weverell do you think they would work together to try and get one of them a gold medal or do you think they'd all just sail for themselves uh, I think I think there would be some team tactics going on actually, um, but it half of me split on it. I would obviously love to have multiple people at the Olympic Games because I mean um, the British team is quite strong in general, so we occupy quite a lot of the spots in the top fifty, let's say, in the world. So obviously, from my personal agenda, that's brilliant because if I can just get in that, then it's Olympics. But ultimately, I do think it would become a lot about team racing. You would have people um, ganging up on each other. Because it, it, sailing, you obviously get so affected. It can be so easily brought into a match race and initiate a match race so easily. It would be crazy not to in certain situations. It would be like Tour de France with uh, sort of your team and having one rider who you, everyone protects <laughs> and then shoots on forward. But do you think that's a that's a good thing for the sport or a bad thing? Because I, I personally think, well, it would bring in a different level of complexity. And I personally think that there wouldn't be as much until later on in the week. So I think there's so much that goes on in sailing compared to cycling. At the end of the day in cycling, the fittest guy on your team you back before the race and the chances are he will be the strongest rider on that team. But in sailing, you could easily, you know, if say they all backed Elliot, Elliot could easily go out on the first day and like we've seen with some sailors get a black flag and a real bad result is it do you think they'll just wait to the end of the week before those match racing situations yeah I I don't know it's a tricky one I mean I'm just thinking about the worst case scenario imagine that every nation has let's say 50 guys go and 45 of them are from various nations around the world and then there's 5 Australians who just are going to work together to make sure like 
one guy like Matt Warren wins, it would just be it would be carnage, wouldn't it? Because then it would just be so unfair. As an emerging nation, you wouldn't stand a chance to be able to win a medal because you'll be like, well, he's always going to win because he's got people helping him on. So I think I think it's probably good to stay as it is at the moment. As painful as it is for me to say that, being one of the, one of the best or the best sailing team in the world, it's uh, it's probably the right thing to only send one. Yeah, it's, it's quite annoying, but at the same time, you can sort of justify, in a way, why they're doing it. Whether that will change down the line, who knows? And um, let's let's wrap it up. What who, who do you think will be the top three in both classes? Who do you think will walk at this point at the halfway stage? What who do you think if you're going to put money on down? Who would you say? Well, obviously, I'm going to say... Let's, let's, start, the, let's start the standards. Yeah. So, I, okay, well, Elliot, Elliot first. Uh, my full backing on Elliot. So, Elliot with gold medal. I'm not sure about Wern and Pav. I, I just think Pav's sailing pretty well this week. So, I'll probably put Pav, Silver, Wern, Bronze. Um, it might be... Yeah, it's hard to tell between those two. But, yeah, Elliot first, Pav, Silver... One, yeah, I'm I'm the same with with you. I'd love to see you know both Ali and Elliot win gold. I'm going to with with betting though. It's very you've got to go with sort of your head rather than your heart. And at the moment, I'm looking at the results, and it's it's hard to look past Matt Worm for gold personally. And I think Pavlos being second, but. I do think Elliot can pull it back and I'm going to say he's a bronze and I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to go out there and get a gold. But at the moment, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the results, it's hard to look past Wern and Pav. And for me, when Wern's in form, Wern's in form and he's hard to beat. Yeah, so, I'm going to support my team, mate, yeah. until I die, basically. So I'm sticking with Elliot, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want uh, Elliot slamming any tacks on me or match racing me at the next qualifier, but I want him to win gold so bad. But yeah, th- we might try that match racing tactic when you <laughs> <laughs> Right, Elliot's winning gold. Over. <laughs> right, let's move on to radials. Uh, yeah, so... Well, four races left. It's going to be tricky. Um from Ferrari, but I, I still obviously think she could definitely medal. Um, so I'm probably going to go with the safe option, which is Ali, Anne-Marie and Marriott Bauman Meister. Yeah. I think those three have so much experience um, at the top end of the fleet that surely that'd be pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, I, I'm similar to you. I think Anne-Marie Rindon, at the moment, she's got a good, healthy lead. She's been so consistent and she's really got a, a discard she can play with because a 13th is similar to most other people's second worst result. So Amory Rindon for me for gold and I think Marit when you look at her sort of track record at the big events she's done it before you know I'll put her down for silver. I think you know Ali's going to be in contention for a medal you know she'll pull it back she's got it in her and same again with with Elliot. I hope she proves me wrong and I hope she comes away with the gold. But for me, I think 
it's going. I personally think it's going to be a surprise for bronze. But if I was going to put money on, I think Emma from Belgium would get the bronze, just being so close to it, and you know, being a former world champion, so close to the podium at the moment, it's hard to look past her. Yeah, that's very, very fair analysis there, Lars. <laughs> but there's, there's other stuff going on at the moment, and we'll just quickly wrap up because the radial youth, is it radial youth world, so the under-19s? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's happening at the moment, and got a fair few sailors out there, which is being headlined at the moment by Sebastian Kemp, who's, you think, the official results aren't out yet, is that right in saying, but you think he's currently in second overall? Yeah, after three races, I think he was in uh, second overall, which is pretty cool. Obviously, unfortunately, he's representing Bermuda, so we don't want to support him <laughs> at all. But, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he, he trains with us. He's a, I think he lives here, doesn't he? I'm not too sure, but he is a UKLA member, so, you know... OK, it's, yeah, it's we good support to, all UKLA members. Yeah, so it's <laughs> good to see him doing well. So best of luck to him, and hopefully he can put it out for the, for the rest of the week. But that's it. Me and Sam will be back later on in the week just before the medal race so make sure you come back because there'll only be sort of a day to spare and we'll come up and sort of give our sort of predictions for what's going to happen in the medal race but thanks for tuning in and that's it for an hour of flower this week